Welcome back, you're watching Stock Picks. Today we unpack car, retail and rentals. That's Motors, CMH and Zeta with F&B, Chantal Marks. Chantal, it's always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Hi, yes, I'm very excited to speak about this unloved sector on the JSC today. <laughs> Let's talk about how unloved or loved it was in the first six months of this year, Chantal. How has uh, the sector fared? So CMH actually didn't perform too badly. Um, we've seen them perform quite well from a share price perspective. And then the, the underlying operational result that we saw for the full year in the 28th Feb was also uh, quite solid. Um, but the opposite happened for Motus and Zeta. Motus's share price has been under pressure so far this year, even though operationally they also performed well up until where we have information, obviously. Mm. And then Zeta, after being unbundled from Barlow World, has been very disappointing for us because the business is actually at a, at a cyclical high point, a lot of support coming through from a resumption international um, travel to South Africa. Uh, they're a peer rental business, but the share price has really underperformed. And I think that that stock in particular is trading way below fair value at the moment. Uh, getting into the stocks, maybe let's start with the new kid on the block. That is Zeta, uh, Chantal. And as you've said, you know, recently unbundled uh, from Barlow World. Uh, the term that I got from speaking to their CEO uh, is integrated mobility. Um, and it is part of their strategy. Why do you think investors aren't loving uh, this counter? Considering also, I mean, the share price is around nine randish. Uh, that is a pretty uh, low, I'd say, for a company that has proven to be able to deliver uh, some value. Yes, it's trading on a on a historic PE of less than four times. Mm. So so that gives you an idea of just how unloved the company is right now. Um, so what they are basically doing in South Africa and in a few other African countries is that they have the master license agreement for Avis and budget car rental, um, and they also operate Avis Fleet Solutions. So this company tends to benefit from uh, travel specifically, uh, as well as uh, kind of support from the logistical side of things. Now, in travel specifically, it's been a very exciting time in South Africa because post-COVID, we've seen a massive improvement in domestic tourism uh, as well as international tourism. And we still aren't at 2019 levels, but we think that we will be able to get there over the next few years. And you just have to look at news headlines in terms of how attractive South Africa is as an international uh, tourist destination to know that there will be support for uh, the car rental industry and the leisure industry generally going forward. Um, and I think that that's really where the, the business case lies at the moment, particularly in the near term. And then another thing that I really like about car rental, the car rental industry and the fleet management industry at the moment is that during COVID-19, they were forced to kind of cut back on anything unnecessary and really make their businesses as lean and mean as possible, which means that when you do get an improvement in revenue, it filters straight through to your bottom line. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that from Zeta's perspective, that's really where the, 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 the investment case lies. And obviously that will also be supportive for Motors and CMH, even though not to that exact extent, because they're much more diversified businesses. Shareholders weren't happy uh, with Zeta not paying a dividend in their last reporting period, uh, Chantal. Uh, the CEO has said, look, they're working hard on it. I'm wondering if from your perspective, was this a reason to punish the stock? So I think that it was probably the prudent thing to do because they, are still, they still have some debt 
kind of legacy debts, cross-holding stuff going on with Barla World that they need to sort out first. So I think as soon as that balance sheet is completely their own, um, then they can probably more uh, confidently make the decision to, to start paying um, dividends to shareholders. And I have no doubt that they will do so in future because they are a highly cash-generative business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from a... Um, a forward PE perspective, for this year, we're expecting about 5% um, relative to the share price currently, but that is expected to ramp up quite nicely um, as their balance sheet starts clearing out a little bit. I'd like to move over to uh, Motus now. They're actually uh, one of the few in this sector that have been on a mini shopping spree, um, and they're hoping that those acquisitions mm-hmm. will bring some value uh, onto their uh, balance sheet. Uh, Chantal, how has this company performed in light of those acquisitions? So the acquisitions have generally been quite solid. And what I really like about the acquisitions that they're making at the moment is that it is in high margin areas. So Motors is very diversified, right? They do import and distribution of certain car brands. They have motor dealerships. They have aftermarket parts. And then they have car rental and fleet solutions as well. Now, specifically in aftermarket parts, the margins are quite attractive. And that's really where they've been focusing their attention from an acquisition perspective. So all the acquisitions that they're making is actually going to result in a margin uplift for them longer term. And aftermarket parts is also way more defensive than motor retail or motor Mm -hmm. rental because cars break. So you will need parts and cars it, it doesn't feel like cars break regularly, but they, it, it's, it's a pretty steady income stream for motors. So I think that they're just kind of m- making their business a little bit more defensive as well, because these things do tend to be cyclical. I mean, I must ask you about them, uh, you know, on a PE of five times, uh, you know, w- compared to uh, their peers. Uh, also, that, does this mean that um, it is also just a good value for money at this point, trading at around the 98 Rand mark? Yes, so I think that the stock is also attractively priced at the moment. A five times PE for a company of of this size and with this track record, um, as well as the the, the history of kind of strategic execution um, as well. And the fact that they're also a highly cash generated business is probably too low. Um, I think that even conservatively, a company like Motus should probably be trading closer to an eight times uh, PE. You could probably even push that to to 10 times if you're in a cyclical upswing. Um, I think what the the press valuation reflects at the moment is the fact that we're in a high and rising interest rate um, environment. So there are some affordability concerns. The rand is quite the rand is is quite weak, which makes it a little bit more expensive for them to to import. And then of course their cash flow is being compromised by the acquisitions that they're making. Mm. But I think all of these things are, are short term, and we're probably at a at a at a cyclical pressure point at the moment. So it's it's maybe an opportunity to get in a little bit earlier once we start getting cyclical support um, and once they start bedding down those acquisitions and making their business more defensive. Keen to move on to CMH. Now, uh, a challenge that they would have had here is sitting with overvalued uh, inventory because of these cyclical, um, you know, uh, realities that you're speaking about for this industry, um, Chantal. I'm wondering how CMH does fare, um, also considering that they only have a first car rental under their belt. And they also have, I mean, I think it's about 30, just under 30 different uh, car brands under them. It's quite, it's quite a lot. <laughs> Yes. So so also very diversified from a dealership perspective and, and very similar to Motus in the sense of they've got the dealership, they've got aftermarket parts and services. So that does add an element of 
uh, defensiveness to their model, and then they have the car rental business. Um, the car rental business really is also um, impacted by the exact same things that Azida's car rental businesses or even Motus's car rental business in Europe car would be impacted by. And obviously, we know that there are some really nice, positive drivers there. Um, dealerships, as with Motus, I mean, at the moment, you've got rising interest rates, you've got a weaker rand. These things are not supportive of dealerships at the moment. But what I would say about these dealerships, dealership businesses, um, well, I'll say two things about the dealership businesses. So the first one is that they did exactly the same thing that the car rental guys did during COVID-19. They consolidated, they took out a lot of costs out of their, um, out of their fixed cost base. So they're, they're much leaner operations than, than they used to than they used to be. Um, and then the second thing around these dealerships is that they do tend to have an element of diversification. So I mentioned aftermarket parts and I mentioned the car sales, but you also have used cars there. So when new car sales come under pressure, used car sales tend to kind of pick up the slack a little bit and, and vice versa. Um, and then perhaps just a final point that I think would be quite supportive here. Um, <clears throat> sorry, is the is the fact that we do have that kind of cyclical low point um, that we hit at the moment. And at some point that is going to shift and it'll become supportive again. And in actual fact, I think uh, car sales in South Africa have held up um, actually reasonably well, given the, the, the very depressed macroeconomic environment and the interest rate regime that we're in currently. Indeed, South Africans love a car, even a new used one, uh, Chantal. Let's talk about the rating of these uh, different uh, stocks that we've spoken about here for retail investors sitting at home with some money. In which order uh, would you acquire them, um, Chantal? Yeah, it's so difficult because I actually like all three. Um, I think that the, that the only reason why I would not put CMH first or second, so CMH is three, mm -hmm. is because it's really done well so far this year. So over the last year, it's given you a total return of about 30%. Um, year to date, it's done about 14%. And the other two really have underperformed relative to CMH. Um, but it's, it's not a stock that I would specifically sell right now. Mm -hmm. So if I actually owned it, I would probably keep it around. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's a very close race between Motus and, and Zeta. I'd probably go for Motus number one just because it's much more diversified and they're also geographically diversified. Um, and then Zeta would be my, my second pick. But generally, I don't hate the sector right now. I think there are some pretty decent opportunities. And I'm glad somebody's loving the sector, Chantal. Let's talk about uh, the term of the week here. We are speaking SA Inc. It's a very important term. Uh, we speak about it so easily all the time. Uh, talk to us about what we mean when we say SA Inc. Yes, so these three companies would be really good examples of what we mean by SA Inc., particularly CMH and Zeta. Uh, SA Inc. is a, it's a group term that we use to refer to companies that make most of their revenues and profits in South Africa specifically. Mm -hmm. So a really good example of that would be a company like ShopRite. ShopRite sells groceries to South Africans that are impacted by the South African macro environment. Um, they, make their, they, they, they pay South Africans to work in their shops and to manage their warehouses. And that means that their profits are 100% in South Africa. Um, it's not a company that's just listed on the JSE. It's not a company that just has some businesses in South Africa. It needs to be most of it. I would probably say about 90% of their business. So CMH and Zeta are also really good examples of companies that are so exposed to South Africa in that way. Um, and then 
it would not include a company like Amplatz, for example, mm. where, yes, they are, they, their mines are in South Africa, but their revenue is completely determined by factors out of South Africa's control. Mm. So um, I think there's an important distinction to, to make there. Wonderful, Chantal. It really is always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you so much for your time and insights this afternoon. That was Chantal Marks from F&B Wealth and Investments with your uh, Tuesday edition of Stoppics. And that's all uh, from the Business Lunch team. Zanati is back on your screens with the close at half past five. But until then, stay tuned for lots more coming up right here on Business Day TV.